This is the Magic and Medicine Podcast, and I am your host, Sarah Rain. I am a healing artist and a witch based in Portland, Oregon, and I work with Reiki, tarot, sound, and intuition to offer support, guidance, and empowerment to you, my clients, and community. In this podcast, I weave personal stories, energetic insights, and the wisdom that I've learned along my path to explore the realms of magic and medicine. I hope there is some good medicine for you here, and thank you for joining me where the magic happens. Welcome back to Magic and Medicine. I really have missed you guys, <laughs> y'all, people. Um, if you are a regular listener of the show, you may have noticed that we did not have a full moon medicine episode last week. Um, so this is our May magic mini-sode is what I've been calling it in my head. I don't know if it will actually be a mini-sode. We're going to have to (laughs) see um, how long it is and if it qualifies. But what we are going to talk about, um, I have pulled some cards for us um, for May, for the full moon that just passed, and for the new moon that's coming up. I have a little poem that I wrote for you on Beltane, and I think there is also going to be some kind of gratitude prayer for the earth for this season um, that I think will happen at the very end of the episode. So if that all sounds good to you, please stick around. Um, Just a few, yeah, just a few updates. Um, The reason why there was no full moon episode, Full Moon and Scorpio episode, which was last Monday, April 26th, um, is because that I have been doing so many exciting things. I launched a new herbal magic shop, which is called Sun and Rain, um, that is spelled R-A-Y-N-E, like my name. Um, so I have been, you know, as per usual <laughs> with all of my very ambitious projects, I always kind of underestimate how long it will take me and and kind of when I get inspired to do something that I'm feeling really excited about that I want to share with the world I just kind of like dive into it full steam ahead you know no matter what else is going on um so I've been working on that and that shop just launched there's a lot of really beautiful beautiful products on there I've been like totally inundated with flowers this tourist season which is obviously highly appropriate for Taurus energy, but I've just been like through, I mean, before Taurus season, starting with like the forsythias, which are these really beautiful yellow um, bushes uh, that that flower, they have these kind of branches that flower earlier in the spring, and the cherry blossoms, which are these, you know, bright pink, um, pink or white, they come in many different kinds, actually. Um, So some are these like small, delicate pink flowers with like a little yellow stamen or whatever and then some are the more fluffy light pink flowers um so I was working with those in April earlier in April 
And then I've been working um, a lot with lilacs lately. It's yeah, Portland, we are so blessed with such an abundance of flowers. So I've just been kind of like really into that earth medicine. I've also been gardening. Um, and I've also been, I don't know if you all know this about me, but I'm also recording um, a music EP with my band, Dear Friend. And, you know, working on my business, working on so many things. Um, and in addition to that, I... If you'll recall, I had, you know, kind of taken a break from events. I was going to kind of like see what happened. And then in that space of me seeing what happened, I got really inspired um, and got, you know, some really exciting ideas for events I wanted to share in May. So kind of all of this, I think that the spring energy got into me and ignited my fiery, creative, inspired self. And so <laughs> I'm just doing a lot, which is exciting. But it meant that I, you know, did not have the capacity to record this podcast um, last week. And I was going to do one on Beltane. And then I was still, you know, did not have the capacity. So rather than, you know, push myself past my capacities, more than I already was, I decided to just pause and wait until it felt right, until it felt like I had some overflow of energy to share because I really want this, I want, you know, the vibration of this podcast and, and whatever it is I share here, I want it to feel like medicine for you. I want it to feel good and I want it, and in order for that to happen, the origin of it, which is me, you know, sitting here speaking into a microphone, that all needs to feel good for me so that it can feel good once you receive it, like a gift that is made with love. So last little announcement is I have two events coming up in May. Um, the first one is happening this Saturday, May 8th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time online, and it's called Embracing the Empress. Um, it is basically, it's an embodied tarot workshop and self-care immersion. And what that means is that we're going to talk a lot about the Empress archetype in the tarot, and then we're basically just going to take really good care of ourselves. So there'll be some like self-massage, some sensual movement, some poetry, serenading, and then, of course, a really long Reiki sound bath situation. Um, and if you can't make that live, you can, of course, always purchase the recording. Um, and then the other event coming up right after that is a new moon in Taurus money manifestation ceremony, which is happening on Tuesday, May 11th um, from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And that is... Um, sliding scale and it's kind of more of a community event um but I've been working a lot with money magic lately so I'm really really excited to kind of share some of that energy and those insights with you because you know tourist season um is a great time to do money magic it's a great time to kind of like be in touch with your body be in touch with the earth and the new moon in Taurus is like a really beautiful opportunity um to do some of that intentional work Let's talk a little bit about where we are, what we are, what's happening astrologically. So the sun is in Taurus. It has been in Taurus since April 19th, and it will be here until May 20th. And as I just mentioned, so Taurus is an earth sign, and it's the energy of Taurus is this like, like deep 
embodied earthiness. Um, there's a lot of like the energy of kind of pleasure wrapped up in Taurus. So that can be pleasure through like, you know, smelling the lilac blooms and like letting that scent kind of envelop you. It can be pleasure from like eating a lasagna that you made at home that is like super nourishing and super delicious. Um, it can be pleasure from cuddling in your cozy blankets near the fireplace um, or with your love or whatever it is. But basically it's this kind of like bodily pleasure, the pleasure of being in a body, um, which is, you know, pretty miraculous. And that, of course, our bodies are, you know, energetically are directly, you know, linked to the earth. Um, how we treat our bodies relates to how we treat the earth, how we treat the earth relates to how we treat our bodies. And all of that is wrapped up in our capacity to receive, um, our capacity to give and receive pleasure, to give and receive abundance, to give and receive resources. Um, so Taurus season is a great work, a great time to do some of that embodiment work and some of those embodiment practices. Um, and that can mean, you know, spending more time with the earth. That can mean paying more attention to what your body needs, even if that means, you know, like doing you know, a cleanse or whatever, if that's what your body feels like, or maybe your body needs more rest. And, you know, also there, the other thing about Taurus, besides that kind of like, uh, the archetype of being kind of like, you know, a little, whatever, lazy, I don't like to use the word lazy, but the archetype, uh, or the stereotype of, you know, kind of paying attention to rest, prioritizing rest. The other side of that is that Taurus actually like, works really hard so I feel like for me like what I've been doing like pushing myself really hard for all these new things has been very much in that Taurian energy like I have a goal I set my sights on it I kind of like ignited all these goals in Aries season like all of these little bits and bobs these sparks and these seeds were kind of uncovered for me in Aries season so they had that initial spark and then the push of like actually continuing the project and bringing it over the finish line that is the Taurus energy of just like I'm going to keep doing this thing until this thing is done and I'm going to put my like muscle into it put my energetic muscle into it put my body muscle into it put whatever I have into it it's a bull it's like yeah it's the bull so it's if you can think of what bull energy is like it's like that and so we've had um We've had Venus in Taurus for a while, which has been like um, Venus is one of the one of the rulers. Yeah, one of the rulers of Taurus. Um, and so that's been since April 14th. And that is actually leaving May 8th after my Empress event. Um, so Venus in Taurus is like all that that I said about like prioritizing pleasure and the way your body feels and smelling the flowers like that's all of that just amplified that's all of that just like permissioned a thousand percent <laughs> to enjoy it um and so I've I think that also has to do with like you know what I've been doing with making you know f making herbal products and flowers and kind of bringing things together it's like how do you create beauty how do you create pleasure you know out of the available resources out of what like feels right and feels good to you that you can you know use in the earthly realm um so venus has been in taurus and then mercury was in taurus but just on monday 
uh, May 3rd moved into Gemini. And I don't know about you, um, but I definitely felt that shift. Um, and Mercury, yeah, is one of the Gemini and Mercury are related. Mercury is one of the rulers of Gemini. And so what this feels like or what this felt like to me is this kind of like Gemini is an air sign. So it's this kind of like stereotypically like kind of like chatty, flirty, like a lot of a lot of kind of motion, a lot of kind of like gathering of information. That's that Mercury. And for me, it kind of feels like a like a fluttering, like it just feels like this kind of like lightness, whereas before the Mercury in Taurus is like a little bit like a little bit mucky or maybe just not that clear, like you you maybe know what you want to say, um, but it might be a little hard to get that message all the way through to the other person, <laughs> to the other side, or you may feel like a little bit stuck in your perspective, your ways of moving um, and things like that. So now that we've moved into Gemini, you know, Mercury is very comfortable here. So it might be a little bit easier to kind of like communicate and get your point across. Um, and you might be feeling some new inspiration, um, for new projects, new things to work on, new things to read about, write about, talk about, sing about. (laughs) Um, so Mercury is going to be in Gemini until July 11th because we have a Mercury retrograde coming up at the end of May, beginning on May 29th until June 22nd. So most of June, which is also Gemini season, Mercury is going to be in retrograde in Gemini. And so this is just your, you know, friendly Mercury retrograde PSA that, you know, we don't need to be afraid of Mercury retrograde. And there are ways in which you can work with it that can feel a little more easeful. And so that means like kind of like going with the flow, you know, allowing space for plans to change, allowing space for travel delays, allowing space for just unexpected events to come up, just knowing, just knowing that these things might happen just and, and being, practicing a little bit of non-attachment around you know, certain desired outcomes might just make it a little bit easier to flow, you know, if and when these kind of issues come up or setbacks come up. So that's happening. Yeah, that is happening at the end of May is our retrograde. And Venus is also moving into Gemini this Saturday, May 8th. So we're going to have, you know, a whole lot of Gemini energy before we even get into Gemini season. Um, And Gemini season is officially starting on May 21st. So those are the broad strokes astrology. Um, There has been a lot going on. So last Monday, we had our full moon in Scorpio. And then right after that, Pluto went retrograde, which Pluto going retrograde isn't, you know, a huge deal. And that um, is in Capricorn. But it kind of like that happening just a few hours after the full moon was kind of a a heavy hitter. And I know a lot of people who had some really intense feels on the full moon, like just it, it, it hit people, you know, scorpionic energy can be really intense. It can be really awesome and beautiful, um, and necessary and it is necessary, but can also be intense for people. So I've heard of a lot of people last week who had full moon hangovers, which is definitely a real thing, which is just kind of this like, you know, emotional and energetic weight that you might feel. And yeah, so that happened. And then last 
Friday, we had Saturn in Aquarius was squaring Uranus and Taurus. And this was, you know, the astrologers are all talking about this as a really big deal um, because it's like they're both Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus and Taurus are both really, really uncomfortable there. There's in, in both of those places, there's this kind of like con- const- like constricting or, you know, competing energy between, you know, boundaries and containers and rules and restrictions and traditions and you know, kind of breaking out of those things and innovations and new ideas. So both of those placements kind of have that energy in some way. So them squaring was a really intense energy that the astrologer uh, Channing Nicholas called it like a bolt of lightning. So that happened last Friday and there's another one of those happening in June. So just being aware of these, you know, significant transits, um, significant aspects can can kind of help you to prepare. Um, and I really have been loving the the Chani app, the Chani Nicholas app. It's C-H-A-N-I. It's on the app store. And it kind of just like tells you what's happening in the sky. And there's a free week ahead podcast um, that she does every Sunday night. That's really good. That's just kind of lays things out. So that is all for astrology. The other thing that's happening is we just had Beltane on May 1st. So Beltane is a really, really wonderful kind of like pagan holiday on the wheel of the year and it's halfway between Imbolc and summer solstice so it's basically this like yeah this very Taurian time um it kind of celebrates like fullness abundance fertility pleasure sex joy you know all of the things it just like has this energy this like very very full energy like a flower blooming so that was on May 1st um, it's also you know known as May Day you may know of practices like dancing around the maypole um, that's associated with Beltane you know and wearing flower crowns and kind of like feasting on fruit and dancing um, around bonfires and that kind of thing so we just had that and so basically like where we're at right now and you know the invitation of Beltane I feel is here the whole month. I mean, you know, the whole season really, but it's basically this invitation to like celebrate life, celebrate you, celebrate what's blooming in you, celebrate what your abundance is, what your fullness is, and celebrate and give thanks to the earth for all that she provides us for this, you know, the miracle of these flowers and these fruits and everything um, that nourishes us, that keeps us, that keeps us tethered here. So, I invite you, and I think at the, you know, at the very end of this episode, I might, you know, share a little prayer of gratitude for the earth. And so when I do that, I'll let you know. And if you want to, you know, drop in with me, then um, we can kind of have that moment together. Or you might want to save it for later. You might want to do something similar on your own. Or maybe you've already, you know, celebrated Beltane and you're like, I'm good on that. Um, but either way, you know, always, but especially at this time of kind of blooming There is an invitation to, yeah, to get a little, get a little deeper in your gratitude with the earth and all of that, you know, if you are working on your personal abundance practices, your personal, you know, manifestation practices, you know, whatever it is you're using this energy of springtime to build towards, acknowledging the fullness that is there in both in yourself and in the earth, um, is going to help create more generative energy that is going to support what it is that you're doing so and then next Tuesday 
as I mentioned, May 11th, we have our new moon in Taurus. And so new moons are always a, you know, a wonderful time to kind of like cast intentions. They're this blank slate, this blank slate where anything is possible. And again, the new moon in Taurus is, you know, is a good time to do some work around your earthly presence so that you know can be your body that can be your money that can be your home that can be your garden you know whatever it is that feels like it's tethering you to the earth whatever it is that you want to bring attention intention and magic towards um the new moon in Taurus is always an invitation for that for you so as I mentioned, I was maybe going to do this episode on Beltane and then I did not have the energy for it. But what I did have the energy for was writing a poem, um, which I don't always do. And it, it felt really good. So I'm going to share that poem with you. Um, we'll have a really quick break for our sponsor and then we'll get into the tarot reading for the month. Um, and then after the tarot reading, we'll close out our time together with this kind of prayer for the earth. There are parts of us we carry, seemingly for a lifetime. There are parts of us we shed. There are parts of us that bloom and die back and bloom again. There are times when we're overflowing, filled to the brim, drunk on our own lusciousness, our vibrancy, our light. There are times when we've poured out all of it, feel the rumble of our tanks on empty, hear the scraping of our gears grinding past their natural limits. And there are times to be still. In nature, everything is how it is. There is no other agenda. Flowers bloom in their time when they have the energy, the sun, the sugar, the water, the will. This Beltane the flowers bloom alarmingly against an overcast sky. They aren't bothered by the touch of chill in the air. They aren't pansies. Well, some of them are. They know what day it is. New colors and forms have been added to the landscape I walk near daily. Rhododendrons and shades of sherbet and hope. Yarrow opening its sensible white tufts. Irises flapping open their deep purple tongues suggestively. They know what day it is. A single tiny pink rose blooms on our only rose bush, and I am reminded of the preciousness of it all. The forget-me-nots in front of the ivy-colored wall grow tall and strong and sparse, while mine cluster near the ground, only in their second year of life. In the air, I smell vibrancy, the intoxicating scent of lilacs, fresh wood mulch, and the fecundity of overripeness. The sweet stench of rot, when life gets too big, depletes its resources, and falls over on itself to begin preparing, slowly, for the next year's blooming. And me, humble, fumbling human, trying my best to honor, to witness, to revere. And me, human, trying my best to keep and share some of this magic for when it's gone. Because spring is always fleeting. 
How many ways can I preserve a lilac? And sitting, wrapped in my orange blanket, under a cold and unforgiving sky, I am reminded of a Beltane past when I couldn't have been more than 15. Fires in the night, flesh touching the warm air, secret elixirs and walks down the trail, awakening to desire. All of this still lives in me through the wheel turning. Okay, we are going to take a brief moment of break and then we'll be right back with the tarot reading. Okay, so here is our tarot reading. Um, we have three cards and three questions we're asking today. So our first card um, is just what is our, you know, what is our medicine for May? What should we keep in mind for May? And the card that we got for this is Page of Pentacles. And so this is my new deck, the Pagan Otherworlds tarot deck. And on this card, we can see a figure, kind of young, you know, masculine looking person. And he's kind of almost completely shrouded in these, these kind of leaves, these brown and green leaves, almost like he's camouflaged or like he's some, some version of the green man. And he's holding up a beautiful pentacle um, that's brown and has all these kind of interwoven like Celtic um, lines. And so Page of Pentacles, Page of Pentacles is coming up for us this month because it's asking us to investigate and be in relationship with our why. Why do we do the things we do? Why are we doing, you know, our projects? Why are we doing our pursuits? Why are we doing our, um, careers, our choices, whatever it is. And so this is not like, you know, the logical reasons like, oh, because it gives me <laughs> healthcare benefits or whatever. Um, this is like the, the soul why and the inner child why and the body why. Um, pentacles are, you know, related to the earth and that's related to the body. So this is like a kind of asking us, you know, what is the very foundation that we're standing on and that foundation you know that was built again beginning in our childhoods beginning in what inspired us what brought us joy what brought us pleasure and you know even in our adulthoods you know what inspires us what brings us joy what brings us pleasure and so there's many you know there's a few layers here so that's one kind of investigating our why um, the other one is is that Taurian energy of and that Venus and Taurus energy of kind of like paying attention to our body's needs, figuring out the why of our bodies, like what do they need? You know, how how can we give it to them? What is the kind of simplest way to deliver the medicines that we ourselves need, that our bodies need in order to nourish ourselves? Um, and it's interesting when we talk about our bodies in this way, because, you know, when you I don't know about you but when you talk about your body like does it does it feel separate to you or does it feel a part of you um that's just something to think about but I think the reason why I distinguish between the body and why you know a lot of people kind of in this field talk specifically about this is because 
most of the time our our choices and our decisions and kind of most things we do are driven by the mind and the mind you know the mind's and the brain's job is to kind of keep us safe and to kind of you know <laughs> make decisions that we feel are good ideas and therefore will keep us safe um and so sometimes, or because we feel obligated, you know, we feel like we have to do this thing for all of these logical brain reasons that our brain tells us. Um, so sometimes that can be at odds with our body because our body doesn't have a voice that is as loud as our brain does. Our body's voice um, is pain and exhaustion or pleasure and kind of tingling delight. <laughs> um, our body's voice are the sensations that don't have words. So when I talk about paying attention to your body, it's talking about paying attention to that, paying attention to the information that your body's giving you in whatever ways it can because it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have a voice like your brain does. Um, so and when we, you know, when we begin to pay special attention to our bodies and engage in practices that s support and nourish our bodies, we become more whole, like more grounded, more integrated, and more able to balance the, you know, the narratives and stories and anxieties and thoughts and logics and reasons of our brains with our intuition and our 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 physical needs for nourishment, our needs for rest or whatever it is, because also our intuition comes through a lot of the time comes through our bodies. And so it's, it's, there's a deeper invitation to be in relationship with your body voice, with your intuition, when you are paying attention to your body in the first place. And the other message of this card, page of pentacles. So like traditionally this might be seen as a, a kind of novice, you know, someone who's just setting out in their field and who's kind of working working diligently and honoring the pentacle, honoring the craft, honoring whatever earthly pursuit is happening. Um, so if that, you know, if that applies to you, if you feel if you feel that resonance in your life, then then that might just be that for you. Um, and then another message is kind of like, and this might be a call out from the universe to me, but how can you rather than multitask or like be really scattered and have your energy be all over the place in a you know a billion directions how can you focus your energy and honor working with one thing at a time the page of pentacles isn't juggling a bunch of pentacles the page of pentacles has one pentacle he's holding it up he's looking at it it's the only thing in his world it's what he's focused on so you know is there an invitation to focus fully on one thing, give it, you know, your whole effort um, and really dedicate yourself to developing or working on this one thing? Or if you are like me and you have multiple things going on that you love and don't want to stop doing, how can you be more present with those things when you're doing them? How can you be fully present with your you know, jewelry making, with your schoolwork, um, with your writing practice, with your yoga practice, um, with your, you know, commitment to learn about, 
you know, wilderness first aid or whatever it is that you do, um, when you are, when you are showing up for that thing, how can you be present? And what are the things that distract you? Is it your phone? Is it your brain stories? Is it social media? Is it, you know, something else? Um, and what can you do about setting yourself up so that you have a grounded and safe container in order to focus fully on that thing and give it your full your full attention? Because, again, there's a kind of like there's a magic that comes from that kind of grounded presence and the energy that you put into something, the way in which you honor it by focusing your energy on it and giving it space Um that energy is reflected back in whatever the product is, what, you know, whether that's something you are, you know, hoping to make money from or whether that's something that you're just doing for yourself or for someone else, um, the quality of work and attention and energy and, you know, whatnot that you put in is going to be reflected back out. So Page of Pentacles is our card for the month. And our next card is what lesson from the full moon in Scorpio that happened last week, what lesson from the full moon in Scorpio are we still integrating? And so what came up is Knight of Cups in reverse. And so in this card, we see a, a, a man on a horse next to the ocean. He's holding up a cup and he's kind of covered in this deck. He's covered in these like wild kind of white furs and he has this like black almost like a like a raven's wing hat and also these bells on his back this is a pagan deck again um but knight of cups so cups is related to water which is related to kind of like emotion and spirit and creativity and kind of like all of that which flows and the knight of cups is the messenger of that the messenger of the spirit realm the messenger of kind of like art and beauty and connection poetry and this kind of like beautiful and love really like it's also really related to love so knight of cups kind of journeys um between the earthly realm and the spirit realm in order to kind of deliver messages and bring medicine back and forth and so knight of cups came up in reverse for us and again this question was what lessons from the full moon in scorpio are we still integrating and so <laughs> immediately um for me, this, this feels like, you know, what, what happens, like, what are the repercussions when you're running on empty and you keep running? Like, what happens to your energy? What happens to your body? Um, what happens to you when you keep pushing past your limits? So where does that energy come from? And so for me, as I mentioned, like I've been working really hard on this shop launch and whatnot, and I, I've been pushing myself way more than I normally do. Um, and it has felt like I felt a little crazy. I felt like super depleted. I've had to go see my acupuncturist and be like, please fix me. I, I need some chi, please. Um, and so for you, you know, you may not have be in the same situation, but like the question is, like what happens when you push past your threshold of what your body can handle? And some things to think about with this are like, you know, if you don't, again, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, like I need to have an overflow of energy in order to share this energy with you here. So if you don't have an overflow of energy and if you've depleted, especially your creative energy, which is like um, 
it sits kind of like below your sacral chakra, below your hara, um, kind of below your belly button. That's said to be your like original chi, your original life essence. Um, and so if you're, if you're depleting your creative energy, you're like, you're, you're eating into your life force that's kind of meant to bring you through this life, depending on which system of energy you're, you follow. But that, that's the way I view it. Um, so when you keep pushing past your thresholds, when you've used up your creative energy, when you've used up the energy that you have from those, you know, nourishing, resting self-care practices that you have from being in nature, that you have from eating food, that you have from resting your body, when you've used up all that energy, you are like, you're scraping your gears. It's just, it's not good. (laughs) So, um, yeah, for me, this lesson is still integrating for sure. And, you know, the kind of corrections I've made since last week, like I have still been pushing, but I've also been, when I reach that point where I'm like, I don't have energy to do this. If I, if I do this right now, it won't be in integrity. When I reach that point where I'm not being in in integrity with myself, I've been stopping. Even if that means, you know, delaying (laughs) recording this podcast by a week, even if that means whatever it means, I have been honoring my body more and um and listening to it and so again this comes back to this yeah this kind of page of pentacles things of like you know listening to your body and having that translate to being able to show up in integrity and being able to share whatever it is that you share in the world with a full heart and without resentment right because if you like if you work on something, whether it's your idea or someone else's idea and you're you're doing it from this depleted state, there the chances are really high that you are going to have some kind of resentment or something towards the task. And so again, like it won't have that vibration or that energy of showing up with a full heart, showing up with a lot of energy um, and being able to to share. So Knight of Cups in reverse, that is the lesson that we are still integrating from the full moon in Scorpio. And our very last card, cards actually, um, the question was what, you know, what do we need to know for the new moon in Taurus next week? And okay, so this deck is very special. It has a few like moon cards in it along with the tarot cards. And it has one extra card that isn't in a traditional tarot deck. Um, so when I pull the lunar cards, I've, I've been using them as clarifier cards and then having the other card I pulled be the kind of main message. So the first card I pulled was this lunar card, which is a first quarter moon, which happens a week after the new moon. And it's this beautiful like card that on the the left half of this circle, the circle is cut in half and the left half is black and the right half is white in this like holographic silver, super beautiful. So it's a black and white circle completely cut down the middle. Um, but it's a first quarter moon, so it's it's this kind of building energy. It's halfway between a new moon and a full moon. So it's building energy. And then the card card that we got is a card called the Seeker, um, which again is unique to this deck, and it came up in reverse. So the Seeker, what we see on this card, is kind of like almost this hermit-like figure, um, kind of older person who is kneeling on the ground. They have a staff. Um, again, they're wearing these like dark furs with these you know, bells or mushrooms, I'm not sure, that are kind of growing on their back. And their body is on the earth, on the ground, 
and their head and their hands are kind of reaching through the realm into the other realm, into the dark realm. And there's a beautiful full moon there. And the number of this card is <laughs> infinity. So the seeker is, you know, what it sounds like is, you know, what it looks like is what it is. It's kind of this energy of like kind of breaking through realms, like looking for, you know, more spiritual information, looking for wisdom and, and kind of like tra traversing realms um, and, and gathering information from the spirit realm. And so Seeker is coming up in reverse and we have this first quarter moon. So what I got from this is what, what is it possible to build and attract without looking for it? <laughs> what is it possible to open up to receiving without putting in a whole lot of energy, um, like masculine energy working towards it? Like how can we open ourselves up to receive? And also like what what kind of spiritual <laughs> what kind of spiritual blessings can we receive from actually like remaining in the earthly realm and taking care of our bodies so I hope this makes sense for you it's a pretty it's kind of a nuanced message because of these two cards and because of the whole situation but basically I think the invitation here is to just to take a little bit of a step back, like just to kind of be like there's an invitation towards stillness. And I know that I'm doing a ceremony on the new moon. Um, but even with that, like, yeah, there's an invitation towards not expending, you know, a lot of your life force energy needing to necessarily push past your your limits needing to necessarily like go to the astral realms which you know of course go to the astral realms if you want to um and you know all of this <laughs> reading is just an invitation you don't need to do anything that has been mentioned here but part of the reason for this is that like you already are you know you're made of spirit by nature like all of this like is accessible to you and sometimes spirit and the universe and nature works in mysterious ways and sometimes like we receive really big gifts um when we do things that don't necessarily correlate like when we take care of our bodies when we garden like when we kind of like give someone a gift that just like feels really good to give them um you know the universe can respond by offering us unexpected abundance by it just kind of coming out of nowhere and you're like hey wow like this is really great I wasn't even looking for this thing um but there is a correlation between like the good that you do taking care of yourself and taking care of the earth um there is a correlation between that and the universe's view <laughs> of your capacity to receive so yeah, so the invitation is just to kind of investigate, like, how can things be a little bit more easeful? How can you be, like, open up a little bit more to receiving? Um, and what does that mean for you? And, like, yeah, and that's it. So basically the message, the overall message of these cards is to pay attention to your body, to pay attention to your roots, to pay attention to your why, to pay attention to your energy, 
and to see what you can do to take care of yourself and what you can do to kind of magically and energetically um, kind of keep building you know, knowing that, knowing that you are made of spirit, knowing that you're always connected to spirit and that, you know, there are different ways to engage with magic and communicating with the universe. So that is it for our reading. Um, I will be back with you for the next full moon that will be at the end of May. And yeah, so we're going to just say a really quick, um, just a prayer of gratitude for the earth. Um, so if you'd like to, to listen, maybe just like take a, you know, a pause, um, from whatever you're doing and just kind of be in this moment, or again, you can save it for later or, or do whatever you want to do that feels good in your body. Okay. We offer gratitude for the earth and all of her many, many blessings. We offer gratitude for the abundance on our plates, in our gardens, in our tummies, for the abundance of love and joy and pleasure. We offer gratitude for the blooming, the blooming on the outside and the blooming on the inside. We offer gratitude for the absolute blessing and miracle of being alive, of being able to be a child of the earth and to be a part of this great, beautiful web of reciprocity that is being alive and being in relationship with nature. We offer gratitude with our full hearts and thank the earth for everything that she has given us and continues to provide. And we offer our hearts, our good intentions and good wills to do our part to take care of the earth, to do our part to take care of the flowers and the trees and the waters and the animals and to create more love, more vibrancy, more life, more lusciousness, more pleasure in the world and to take care of our bodies, take care of our neighbors and our loves <laughs> and our children and our families, take care of them and take care of ourselves so that we may all be nourished and comfortable and in our fullness as is available to us. Thank you. y'all this has been really <laughs> pleasurable I'm very very happy that I did this today and waited until I had the energy for it um again if you are interested um the empress event is coming up on Saturday May 8th and the new moon and Taurus manifestation ceremony is coming up on Tuesday May 11th and my shop is live it's called sun and rain and I hope you like it and if you have any questions as always feel free to submit a question to the show and have a wonderful may i'll see you soon thank 
you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. Your support means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more about me, join me for an upcoming event, or receive a one-on-one session, you can find me on Instagram at sarahrainbow or on my website, sarahrain.com. If you'd like to support the creation of this podcast, you're welcome to join my Patreon at patreon.com backslash sarahrain or make a donation at anchor.fm backslash magicandmedicine. Take care and see you next time.